Lots of things to talk about for this uh, Tuesday, April 25th. Uh, Ken Lundberg, a lot of uh, interesting things happening yesterday. <laughs> what if all jobs were like a sporting competition? Yeah, we were, uh, we've talked about this a little bit before about, uh, you know, in everyday life, if there was ways that you could make a trade, uh, like say, for instance, like HVAC. We, yeah, you're an HVAC or you yeah. have like a... a Heating and plumbing company oh, or yeah. electrical, you're kind of all of those things. But, you know, you're running low on one of those those uh, those workers and you say, mm, well, I know the competition over there. <laughs> I will trade you two seasoned plumbers for five journeymen. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it doesn't happen in everyday life as much as it should. But uh, things have changed. We've been hearing about it for a while, but it has officially changed since the uh, the NFL drafts starting up uh, on Thursday. Aaron Rodgers is going to be wearing a different jersey. Um, he has now officially been traded to the Jets. Oh. Um, still going to get paid a ridiculous amount of money. Wow! Um, but the Packers also get the forty second overall pick. And the 207th overall pick this year. Next year, the Packers will also get a, this is where it gets interesting, a first rounder if Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps this season. I know that the Packers will be keeping track. They'll probably just get the somebody on with a clicker. <laughs> um, but the the a lot of people have been uh, kind of exhausted with all of this thing, myself included, about, okay, is he gonna? Is he gonna change teams? Is this gonna be the day where he's gonna do that? But what's interesting about this whole thing, yes, is for somebody that is a Bears fan or a Lions fan, uh, is that this has happened before, where <laughs> a Packers quarterback that is a future Hall of Famer has been traded to the Jets, Brett Favre, who was right before Aaron Rodgers. History repeats itself, but we don't want history to repeat itself as a fan because we don't want the next player, Jordan Love, who's been sitting on the bench for a couple of years. We don't want him to be the guy that ends up being another future Hall of Famer and winning Super Bowls and divisions and all that stuff. Sports ball. Exactly. Sports ball. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. So, yeah, he, get, he gets a new jersey uh, and gets lots of money. 46. Number 46 wants to keep his number. Ooh. Should we talk about that? The president? Oh, yeah. The president. Get, oh, I like your transition. <laughs> See that? There. It's a stretch, <laughs> but I like it. Um, the 46th president of the United States, Joe Biden, has uh, apparently, we're seeing the breaking news come across the wire this morning, has announced he's going to run for re-election. We missed the breaking news. So how old is he? He's, what is he, 80? So it'll be 82. If he wins... His campaign, mm -hmm. which will happen over the next, what, 18 months, uh, he will be 82 when he's uh, sworn into office and 86 if he were to serve a term, full term. Wow. Yeah. Hey, we see we see athletes play longer uh, than they should or yeah. play longer, uh, you know, beyond the beyond the usual years. You say like, oh, well, 35, that's usually when you're done. And even with president, you're like, oh, you're in your 70s. You're, you, you should be good, right? You're it ready to retire. It shows you just how tight the labor market is. Yeah. But no, that'll, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, so he's official. He is he's official, officially yep. punched his ticket and he's ready to uh, now start the campaign, which 
Uh, so it was signs. Wide, yeah, it was widely expected that he would be announcing today. Today's the anniversary of, I think, four years ago when okay. he decided he was going to run for, for president. Uh, he'll be sending a video to donors later today mm. if he's not already saying, hey, I need some money. Sure. Of course, the usual campaign that happens. Uh, Now, other people are going to be campaigning for new jobs. Oh, boy. Uh, Some TV people that have now left. Uh, We've got uh, Tucker Carlson leaving uh, Fox Fox News. News. Yeah. You got uh, Don Lemon Lemon. leaving CNN. Yes. Everything happens in threes. So who else is going to get fired? Oh, (laughs) they're watching. Yeah. Well, let's, let's watch the morning shows and see yeah, what happens you, there. Yeah, you start looking at all the different networks and uh, say, all right, well, if this person got let go and this person got let go, because sometimes I don't know how long it takes for, because we talked about yeah. this yesterday about the competition or the, uh, the um, what is it, the, uh, the the clause in your contract, oh, the, the competition, non-compete, non-compete. non-compete right. Um, We'll see how long until some of those guys end up changing teams and different networks yeah. and all that stuff. Well, and it's interesting on, in, in, you know, again, related to presidential mm-hmm. politics, Don Lemon at CNN had been maybe not on the ropes, but he had been criticized for making a comment about Nikki Haley, uh, who's, who's running for president as well, saying, oh, perhaps she's past her prime. And his female co-hosts at the time said, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. And so it just started a downhill trail from there. Tucker Carlson, his dismissal comes on the on the heels of the $787 million settlement from yeah. Fox News. So the wallet's already hurting there. Yeah, I knew as soon as that settlement <laughs> thing happened, I was like, okay. I mean, in any business that loses money, you're going to have to let some people go. Yeah. So they, you know, the, we'll see if that, he, he may not be the last person. No. May there be other, other people from be. his workplace as well. So there that's, that's interesting to see. So now the, the count of, uh, back to the presidential election, yeah. the count of how many people are running. <laughs> running or very likely to run 28, but I put an asterisk by that because now that the president has formally stated he Mm -hmm. will run, if nothing changes, I think that reduces the Democrat ticket quite a bit. Yeah, because a lot of those people have said, oh, yeah, I'll do it if he doesn't. Right. so that'll be uh, interesting to see all of that stuff. And we have now, uh, what, a year and how many <laughs> months, months until yeah. uh, November election? A year and a half, yeah. Oh, that's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, lots of other things to talk about uh, this morning as well. I uh, found some news about uh, a city that is banning selfies. Really? I don't know if you've heard about this. No. Portofino, Italy, uh, fining tourists $300 for taking selfies. Good. <laughs> and they should. You're not a selfie fan? <laughs> not really. Uh, the officials say the tourists are causing chaos uh, when they stop to take selfies in front of uh, the picturesque spots in the Portofino. <laughs> uh, here it's nice. I've never been. Uh, the city has created no loitering zones where tourists are not allowed to take pictures of themselves between 1030 and 6 p.m. Those caught <laughs> snapping selfies Will be fined. Could you be imagine being that guy? Oh boy! Who just walks around with the ticket book. Say, oh, oh, you taking you taking a selfie right now? Yeah. Okay, I'll let you take your selfie, but I'm just gonna let me just write this ticket for you. <laughs> the mayor says the new law was designed to reduce traffic jams caused by tourist groups that are spilling into the streets. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. I mean, it's a safety issue. Although I do now want to take a selfie with one of those police in the background. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. That would be nice. Yeah. So, yeah, thinking about that with all the people that are running for uh, 
political office and all that, usually you're like, oh, I snapped a selfie with that person. It's like, okay, cool. All right. Now you're going to get fined. <laughs> there you go. Uh, coming up here in just a little while, some more things to talk about, including uh, edible batteries. Oh. Mm. And then uh, there's some recalls that you might need to watch out for. So lots of things going on. And we're also going to play a game that I like to call Who the Heck is Ken? Oh, boy. Because uh, some people have probably been hearing him and saying, hmm, I'd like to know more about him. It's me. So it's kind of like the dating game slash uh, two truths and a lie okay. to tell a truth. All the different uh, game shows wrapped into one. We're going to have that later on. Also, a podcast you can check out is Got Something to Say. You can see uh, or hear past episodes and uh, conversations of a lot of great uh, organizations within our community. I want to highlight some of that right now. Got Something to Say brought to you by our friends at United Federal Credit Union. We get you and also want to tell you if you're part of a nonprofit, whether you're a volunteer, uh, you really just love that organization, or uh, maybe you're a board member, anything like that. If you got an event program you like to highlight or anything um, of those sorts, you can always reach out to me. Email let's talk at WSJM.com, and you can also call 925-WSJM. My guest today is Alexandra Newman. She's with the uh, Campus for Creative Aging. How you doing, Alexandra? I'm great. How are you today, Johnny? I'm doing all right. Uh, you've got a lot of things going on uh, over there at the campus and the uh, the entire agency on aging. Uh, you guys are busy uh, in the month of May. Uh, there's a, a great event that you guys uh, will have coming up on uh, May 1st. Uh, and, and this is something that's it's all part of uh, Older Americans Month is the month of May. I did not know that that is, that is uh, something that's happening during May. Uh Tell me a little bit more about that. And you, like you said, you got, uh, like we said, you got some things coming up like this um, big legislative forum. So let's start with all that. Yeah. So May is Older Americans Month. It's a national um, event mm -hmm. to um, just celebrate older Americans and the contributions that they give to our communities um, all over the country. Um, we have advocacy priorities we outline in May. We have events. We have calls to action. We have all sorts of fun stuff happening in May to celebrate older Americans. That's really great. And when you say older Americans, I know I'm, I'm I feel like I'm getting older older but uh what's what's the the age range or i guess the target uh for the older americans that we're celebrating you know it's in my work here at the area agency on aging we're all aging sure. so eventually we'll all be older americans so we're really just celebrating that fact of yeah. you know getting older and celebrating that sort of wisdom we get with age yeah, and uh, all the other things that happen with that as well as you get older. But like, like I mentioned, the uh, the legislative forum, this is something that's pretty important because as we age, uh, there's certain things that we need to understand and uh, understand and pay attention to stuff with the government. And the government can make some decisions that could affect uh, some older Americans. So this is a pretty uh, interesting thing that you have coming up. Tell me more about it. Yeah, so our legislative forum this year is our 16th annual event. Um, it's taking place at the Campus for Creative Aging, um, which is in St. Joseph, um, at 2 p.m. on Monday, May 1st. Um, and we'll have a variety of our state legislators there um, to hear feedback from the community on what they should be focused on um, in this upcoming year uh, in, yeah. in Lansing. 
Wow, yeah, not a you. Every once in a while, uh, we'll have a chance to to talk with a representative, and uh, they, you know, try to reach out to their constituents and people in their community. But this is a, a real good time for if something is on your mind, or if you know you've been hearing something about in the news that maybe something that might affect you. This is a great time to say, "Hey, what's going on?" or "Tell me more about this." I, I really need to know. Um, so, will it kind of be like a Q and A? Will they kind of have a, a they'll kind of chat about that stuff and it'll be pretty open to the public to to ask a bunch of questions yeah it'll be pretty interactive yeah. as far as that goes um you know we'll probably focus more on issues facing older adults yeah. um but really it's an opportunity to get creative and think about what might impact you as you age and what's important um you know going going forward in your life okay what uh, who's all going to be there? Because uh, it looks like you got a pretty a good list of uh, people that are representing uh, this community. Yeah, so so far scheduled to attend are representatives Joey Andrews, Steve Cara, Brad Paquette, and Pauline Wenzel. Um, we also have legislative staff from the offices of C- Senators Jonathan Lindsay and Eric Nesbitt set to come. That's really great. So yeah, a large, uh, pretty much most of the uh, Berrien County, Southwest Michigan uh, region. You're gonna you're gonna be talking with a lot of your representatives. So that's uh, that's really cool. Um, and so we just uh, simply show up, find a seat, and uh, you know, be prepared with some questions that you might have to ask. Right. Absolutely. We also have a sign up on our website, but that's just to get a rough idea of how many people might come. But there's no need to RSVP. Just show up at 2 p.m. Monday, May 1st. That's fantastic. Definitely want to mark that on your calendars, especially if you got some really good questions for uh, those representatives to be able to get those things in front of them would be really nice because they're they're open to that. They, they want to know that type of stuff because they can take that back uh, to Lansing to uh, help with uh, whatever their work they're doing. Uh, and like you mentioned, all month long, you're advocating for older adults. Uh, what are some things that we should highlight? As we know, it's Older Americans Month now in the month of May, but uh, there's some other weeks kind of plugged in there as well that kind of highlight some other things. Yeah, so May 15th through 19th is Senior Action Week in Michigan. Um, AAAs from around the state will um put out advocacy priorities on their social media accounts. They'll have events and um, activities for people to get involved in. And then May 17th is Older Michiganians Day. Um, That day, a bunch of folks, hundreds of folks, um, gather on the Capitol uh, building lawn there in Lansing um, to rally around um, older adults and people with disabilities. Wow, I didn't know that. That's really cool. Uh, and then you also have some uh, some advocacy uh, priorities for that that Senior Action Week. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so we really want to highlight a couple of things this year um, that, you know, the state legislators can put funding toward or bring awareness to. Um, Those things include uh, supporting family and informal caregivers, um, supporting and strengthening the direct care workforce, which we know is so, so important, Um, supporting and strengthening the long care ombudsman program. Um, That's an advocate that goes into nursing homes and and helps people advocate for themselves. Um, And then increasing access to home and community-based services um, and expanding access to the My Choice Waiver program. That's awesome. And also uh, during that that week, you're going to be doing a lot of interactive stuff too as well uh, on social media. What are you, what are you guys going to be doing? 
Yeah, so we'll have um, forums and presentations and all sorts of information there. Uh, we're also collecting letters mm. um, from people in Southwest Michigan, Berrien, Cass, and Van Buren counties to deliver to the state capitol there on May 17th on Older Michiganians Day. Um, so you can... On our website, you can print off a letter and sign it and send it back to us and we'll collect them all and take them there to Lansing with us. Or you can fill out an electronic letter and we'll include those as well. Uh, we really want you to take advantage of these opportunities to have your voice heard, um, you know, either in a letter form or at our legislative forum. That's really cool. By the way, is that legislative forum that you guys are going to have on uh, Monday, May 1st, will that be available to uh, either live stream or, you know, maybe watch afterwards if maybe somebody is a senior and they're not able to uh, come to the campus that they can maybe watch it? Absolutely. Um, that's something we did last year during the pandemic. Um, and so we're going to we're going to continue that again. I love that. Uh, now, there's a lot of stuff, like you said, during this Older Americans Month for, for people to keep track of, some things to uh, not only mark on your calendars, but some action things as well to, to, to do. Uh, so where can we find a lot of this uh, stuff, Alexandra? Um, AreaAgencyOnAging.org slash advocacy. Awesome. Um, there's also a link to it just on the homepage. So AreaAgencyOnAging.org. That's great. And yeah, I know you guys have a ton of programs, classes, and all kinds of other things going on with the, the campus, between the campus and the Area Agency on Aging. So there's a lot of great information for uh, seniors to uh, get out and do things, uh, but definitely uh, want to celebrate. Now I have it on my calendar. May is Older Americans Month. Now, uh, thank you for, for giving that information. And uh, Alexandra, thank you so much for telling us about all the stuff that's going on over there at the campus. Absolutely. Thank you. And if you want to talk about some of the things that you have going on with your organization, maybe you have an event coming up, maybe you have a fundraiser that's happening. Of course, nonprofits and organizations need uh, funds and need help, uh, volunteers as well. So feel free to reach out if you've got anything going on. And if you've got something to say, you can email let's talk at wsjm.com. Pretty easy email to remember. And you can also call 925-WSJM. You can also hear Got Something to Say in the afternoon at 530 after news with Andrew Green. And always check out the podcast at WSJM.com and the WSJM app. And Got Something to Say brought to you by United Federal Credit Union. We get you. Somebody that can, uh, I think, bring some sunshine to our life uh, is Debbie Ramirez from United Way of Southwest Michigan. She's the Volunteer Engagement Director. Debbie, good morning. Good morning. Great to have you. Uh, I always love talking with you about some great things that uh, not only can get uh, people of all ages engaged in the community through volunteering, but uh, speaking of the younger people, um, some big announcements uh, to be made with the Volunteer United Youth Scholarship. Uh, first off, Debbie, what is the Volunteer United Youth Scholarship? Yeah, excellent question. So every year we award some high school students, high school seniors, I should say, um, in Berrien, Cass, and Van Buren County, a $1,000 scholarship to go towards their college, um, post-secondary credentialed mm -hmm. institution, that kind of thing that they can use to further their education. And the, this scholarship is based on their volunteerism, their community service, giving back, giving back in their community in a variety of ways. We start that process in January where students can, um, 
apply online on our website and we close it down and a panel of, uh, honestly, it's kind of cool. A panel of high school volunteers, um, choose each year, the winners each year. So we're kind of excited. There's one scholarship for Barian, one for Cass and one for Van Buren. And we have winners for this year's scholarships. That's awesome. And we'll get to uh, some of the names and highlight some of the, maybe some of the things that they've done. But so is this, Debbie, something where when the volunteerism, because I know when I was in high school, uh, you had the, um, the, the required volunteer hours and community service kind of things that you do. But this is you know, also something where a lot of these kids, I'm sure, have gone above and beyond. But is it also not only volunteering in the community, but also uh volunteering through United Way as well, or does it not matter uh, if you do either one? You just got to tell your story when you do apply. Honestly, it doesn't matter. We're just looking for kids who have a heart of service, who have a heart for helping to make um, people in their communities better, people outside their communities um, better in a variety of ways. Maybe they work, uh, maybe they volunteer at a food pantry, maybe they do backpacks, maybe they did service with the Boy Scouts or through their houses of worship, or, you know, maybe mom and dad dragged them along somewhere. (laughs) Those are all awesome things. Um, What we really encourage children, uh, students, teenagers, Mm -hmm. to do is to find things that they have a passion for. So while it's great that you started out volunteering with mom and dad, Um, Go out there and find things that you have a heart for and that are meaningful and and, um, impactful for you. And just continue doing those. Bring your friends along to do them with you. Um, Maybe you you decide you want to be a tutor or Mm -hmm. read in the library every week to to little ones. You know, uh, there's a variety of things. There's not a formula. Um, it's just go out and do something that you really like to do and and help others in the process. Absolutely. And I, you make a great point about doing something that you yourself are passionate about, not just the, oh, well, I got to do this for, for school or my family or, or, or anything like that. It's uh, if you find something you're passionate about and you volunteer and you do some of that stuff, that will uh, really encourage that lifelong volunteerism in the community. Uh, and so- uh, Debbie, let's highlight some of these uh, these winners for for this year for this uh, one thousand dollars scholarship for uh, Volunteer United. Who are these kids? All right. Well, our first winner from Berrien County is Grace Larson, and Grace stands out. I think. I mean, I can't speak to it because I wasn't on the the selection sure. committee, but I think she stands out because she helps start an organization or she started it on her own called confidence through kindness. So for her, she had a big variety of things that she did making blankets and helping at um, the food pantry and doing food backpacks and that kind of thing. But she started this group to help highlight um, or encourage middle school girls to find their own confidence and just Simply be kind, right? Be kind, mm-hmm. and that that's going to help you um, develop your own confidence. Absolutely. Our, I, yep. I see Our that. next winner from mm-hmm. Van Buren County, uh, from Cass County, sorry, okay. is Elizabeth Peterson, and she's from Edwardsburg High School. She um, helped make 
sets and costumes through her youth uh, theater group. She also works at the food pantry. She helps get meals together for Thanksgiving and, and Christmas, and she helps with stuff of us. So these kids, it's, it's not just one thing. They're sure. finding a variety of ways or seeing a variety of needs in their community and, and raising their hand and saying, hey, I can mm-hmm. do that. That's I, can, really I want to learn more about that. And, and they do that. So um, it's pretty incredible to see that. And last but not least, who's from uh, Van Buren County this year? Last but not least is Elizabeth Sell. She's a senior at South Haven High School. She's been in the Key Club, so that's another group that um, always uh, gives back and a a great way to start volunteering. She's been part of the Be Nice program, student government. She's on the Youth Advisory Committee. Um, She does peer-to-peer. She helps advocate for mental health education and awareness. So some of these kids, they're not just your traditional, um, I'm going to go help at the food pantry, which is awesome. I don't mean to be knocking that. They're finding unique ways that um, maybe it's something that's touched their life or a life of a loved one around them. And they're helping um, in that area, in that arena, in whatever way that makes sense and and an impact for them. Absolutely. A variety of really cool stuff that these kids are doing. Uh, Debbie, where can we learn more about uh, not only where you can find uh, some more info and uh, about these kids, but also if there is somebody that has a high school uh, age kid or grandkid and says, hey, well, uh, I'd love for this, uh, for my kid to get a scholarship. How do they learn more about uh, that process? Yeah, excellent question. So right now applications are closed for the year, but in September, uh, later in the fall, we will open them up again for next year's round of scholarships. And that that can be found at uwsm.org, so United Way of Southwest Mm -hmm. Michigan, uwsm.org backslash nominate hyphen a hyphen volunteer. Okay. Awesome. Definitely want to check that out. Also check out the volunteer tab because I know that there's a lot of opportunities of for people of all ages to get involved in the community. Uh, Debbie, I know we were talking about this before uh, we got on air is that there's a lot of opportunities. There's also a lot of great organizations that need some help uh, and you guys help connect the dots with all that, right? Absolutely. We've got more than 100 different volunteer needs sitting out there now from 100 different local agencies and organizations who who could really use some help. You know, everybody's short-staffed and volunteers can help fill that gap. So please go to volunteer.uwsm.org to see all of the available volunteer opportunities there. Absolutely. And big congratulations to all those winners for the Volunteer United Youth Scholarship for this year. And Debbie, always great to talk to you. And thank you so much for telling us about all the great things happening in United Way of Southwest Michigan. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Uh, Ken is in here and we've been hearing you uh, for some time now. Hello. Um, you are our news director here at yes, the mighty WSJM. Yes. But I, I think that there are things that people may not know about you. Really? Uh, including myself. There's okay. a lot of things still getting to know you and people are getting to know you. So I think we can play a, a game I always like to call. Who the heck is Ken? <laughs> That's a great game. Uh, I like that title. Got some music for you. 
some oh. classic office space uh, <laughs> music, but makes it good for trivia. I saw that last night. You did? I did. I watched it last night. Well, because I think it's up on Peacock or something. One of the I don't know. One of the streaming services. It's, it's up there. Yeah, because uh, you're not. You are Ken Lundberg. That's not right. to be confused with. Lumberg. I liked his car though. He did have a nice. What kind of car was it? It was a Porsche. It was a 911 oh, yeah. with the whale tail. Ooh. The whale tail, you know, in the back. Uh huh. And the big uh-huh. fat tires. So you came up with the classic two truths and a lie. I did. Um. So all right. Do you want to give me your? Because I want to. <laughs> I want to watch you say these things and start to see if you're telling a lie or telling the truth. All right. So for the proper setup here. Two truths and a lie. Two of the things that I'm going to give you mm-hmm. are absolutely true. Right. One, it's, I mean, technically it's re- not really a lie because there's some element of it that's true, but it's not completely true. Not so completely true. I'm going to okay. give you three things here okay. and and you have to choose which one of these did not happen okay. to me. Uh, So the two truths and a lie, Ken, that's me, has experienced two of the three following. Number one, accidentally got caught in a whirlpool while recreational boating. Mm -hmm. Number two, missed school due to a volcanic explosion. Oh. Number three, an earthquake nearly destroyed my workplace. Hmm. So whirlpool while rec boating. Missed school because of a volcano, earthquake, nearly destroyed workplace. Two of those things happened. One did not. Okay. Is there a Jeopardy timer on this? Do we need to flip the egg timer? Well, for context and for those playing at home, <laughs> uh, where did where were you where did you grow up? I was raised. I was I was born in California. Okay. My parents said no, not going to do this. Okay. And we eventually, after a couple of states, uh, landed in Washington State. Ooh. And I okay. was raised there. Okay. So yeah. those clues to me, you know, yep. California. California. Known for earthquakes Lots in some regions. there, yeah. Uh, volcanic eruptions can happen huh? in Washington State. We'll say maybe, uh, maybe not. Hmm. I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to get the music again. Hang on. Hang okay. On. I'm going to say the being caught in a whirlpool on a boat is a lie. Ah, that's, you are accurate. You are right. <sighs> that's true. Although there's a thin line of truth in that. Okay. There's a place in Washington state uh, called Deception Pass. Deception Pass? Deception Pass. And it's beautiful. A buddy of mine and I, we were pleasure boating uh-huh. as one does in the Puget Sound. And um, in Deception Pass, there is a very swift current there mm-hmm. and oftentimes a whirlpool. And we're on a 33-foot boat. And I'm like, what's with the whirlpool over there? And he's like, well, it'll be fine. As long as there's not another boat oncoming, we won't have to get too close to it. Well, then there came another Mm -hmm. boat oncoming. Mm -hmm. We had enough power. But what if the engine gave out? Right. What are you going to do then? Just let it go, man. You're in a whirlpool. (laughs) Just let it go. Just go right down the drain. (laughs) Uh, So real quick, the uh, we get snow days. So you had a volcano day? Oh, we had a volcano half year. Oh, of course. Yeah. So May 18th, 1980, Mount St. Helens blew its top. Okay. And I heard the explosion. I was living in eastern Washington at the time, which is over the Cascade Mountains. And by noon... 
of that time, we were in total darkness. Oh my. Because the ash, particulates in the air, very fine ash, covered the sun and it and around noon it turned midnight dark and it stayed that way I can't at least until the next day, latter half of the next day. We were covered in you know how it snows here mm-hmm, a lot, lake mm-hmm, effect mm-hmm. snow. We had volcano effect ash and it was so deep the cars had to be outfitted with special air filters so that their engines wouldn't get destroyed. Wow. Because it was like ingesting sandpaper through the Yeah. Yeah. Crazy stuff. So it closed school for the the latter half of that year. Didn't That's finish crazy. the school year. Yeah. Wow. Well, we're learning a lot about you. The and, earthquake. Uh, Can we talk about the earthquake? We, we <laughs> do we have time? You've you got to real quick. Okay. There was a 10 story building. Uh-huh. They extended it by two stories. And it was like almost putting a modular on top of the two mm-hmm. stories. The si- we were part of a county government at the time. The seismologist said, if there's an earthquake of this magnitude, the 10 stories is fine. The two stories at top will slough off. <laughs> <laughs> We were still the top. Be up there. We were we were in the top two stories. Uh, luckily, fortunately, it did not slough off. But there was a crack that ran from the base of that building all the way to the top. Wow! Yeah, it was not good. It was that a six point eight magnitude earthquake. Jeez! Yeah, it was a big one. Wow! Well, very interesting stuff. A lot of uh, natural disasters that you've been <laughs> a part of. Uh, I hopefully that doesn't jinx it. I, no, I think no, this building's on a hill. I think so. <laughs> oh man! Hold on. A lot of great uh, stuff with that. Uh, Really good stories we'll get to here in just a second. But also check out the Moody on the Move series and our awards program as well. Past winners of 40 Under 40, Best Places to Work, Bold Women of Business, and more. All at MoodyOnTheMarket.com and the app. Your update brought to you by our friends and insurance management service called IMS Today, your local auto owner's agency with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles. And Ken, there's a lot of stories uh, of things going on uh, in our community uh, one in particular I'm really excited about uh, down in New Buffalo. Yes. Uh, and this one written by uh, Moody on the Market contributor, Jocelyn Dzinski. Do you know her? I do. Uh, You're very fortunate. I am. She's a great writer and great uh, great stuff. Uh, another great person uh, is the new superintendent that was just announced uh, for New Buffalo Area Schools, Adam Bowen. That's right. That's right. All you have to do to become superintendent is become your Principal of the year. Yeah. Which he's, is <laughs> he's done some great work. That's really uh, cool. Yeah. So he, yeah, just announced uh, principal of the year. We had that story as well at moodyonthemarket.com. Yes. Um, but he's a great guy. I've known him for many years. So he's uh, going to do some great things uh, for the school and the entire district. So Adam Bowen, he's been the elementary principal since 2017, mm-hmm. uh, spent over 15 years teaching, coordinating, guiding students as a principal and teacher should in the New Buffalo area. Uh, New Buffalo High School graduate himself takes pride in his hometown. His devotion is widely recognized by both parents and guardians of the NBES students. And so he was named New Buffalo um, superintendent. Of schools. Yeah. Yeah. He says, uh, my vision is to make every kid successful, whatever their dream is, we can make it come true. Becoming superintendent will allow me to do that at all levels. And I know, uh, according to people connected to the school, uh, even though he's becoming the superintendent, he will still be there for dodgeball day. (laughs) A dodgeball day. Dodgeball day, which uh, you can see a photo of him getting ready to uh, play the students versus staff dodgeball game in there. And uh, yeah, great, great person, great family. Uh, And so he's going to be a really good addition 
uh, to the district as the superintendent. He'll start up here uh, very, very soon. Well, I mean, so Jocelyn pulled a great quote from him. My vision is to make every kid successful. Mm -hmm. Whatever their dream is, we can make it come true. Right. Never stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also uh, a lot of other stories uh, in there that you can see at moodyonthemarket.com. We want to touch on any other great ones that people should be on the lookout for? Uh, there's a great video. I did an interview with uh, the new owner of Babes, Keith Blasky. Ooh, yeah. yeah. So he's he has a huge plan for the renovations there on Riverview Drive. So that is available on Moody on the Market. If you're interested in Whirlpool Corporation's Q1 earnings, they have a snapshot available there. Okay. Um, and St. Joe City Commission authorized some additional street work. You can see that on MoodyOnTheMarket.com, too. Yep, all those stories right there and on the app as well. Your Moody on the Market update brought to you by Insurance Management Service. Call IMS today, your local auto owner's agency with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles. Uh, speaking of Southwest Michigan, a lot of things happening uh, over in Cass County. Uh, they did a, a drug take-back event, uh, and they were able to... Uh, get a lot of drugs off the streets. Oh my goodness. They had, a, uh, you know, for prescription drugs, for mm-hmm. unwanted medications, things that you should not be putting in the garbage because they will end up in the landfill, which will end up in the groundwater, which potentially will end up in your drinking water. So you don't want to do that. So that's why they host these drug take back events. And so Cass County Community or Cass Community Coalition um, held a drop off. Mm-hmm. They collected more than 280 pounds of unwanted prescription wow. medications. That's Over a two, lot. Yeah, you know, one little pill. It's like, oh, this weighs 100 milligrams. Sure. They collected 280 pounds. Wow. And that's uh, just what they collected. So you know there's more out there. Absolutely. And I know there's other drug takebacks that have been happening uh, across southwest Michigan. So l- looking forward to see uh, how much they uh, have been able to gather as well. Yeah. If you have unwanted prescription drugs and there isn't a local takeback event, oftentimes your pharmacies will yeah. have a drop off. So you can, you can you know, it, however you want to drop them off, if you want to take the pills and just dump them in a bag or something like that. So you don't have any identification on your, on your stuff. You can do that. Or if you're just looking around, you don't know, you can go to michigan.gov and they have a, a, a resource there. You can open a map and they they can give you a take back location. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, now for something totally different. Yes. Um, as we uh, <laughs> look at a lot of different things, we get to know you more. Uh, we learned uh, just a little while ago about some of the, the experiences you've had, but also when it comes to eating, you are a, what people call a pescatarian. I'm a pestitarian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, You're that guy. Um, <laughs> goes to a cookout like brought my own because yeah. I can't eat what you guys are making yeah. uh, but that's fish and a lot of vegan and vegetarian kind of stuff you're just not yeah. red meat yep don't eat meat uh, switched over many years ago for health reasons and uh, it just really like like the lifestyle so you like tofu I do you're a tofu fan yeah I'm a very I'm a very good tofu cook I would say uh, well interesting enough a uh, new study from Medical University of Vienna found that while vegans tend to exercise more than average people more than half of all vegans eat an unhealthy diet yeah. uh, one filled with processed foods sweets and snacks yep yeah there's guilty a, well no well I will say that I took a challenge I think it was called the whole life challenge uh, a few years ago and part of that was don't eat processed foods mm-hmm. don't eat anything with added sugars 
And, and oh Good my luck. gosh, yeah, boy, you if you go through a grocery store and take a look at what the ingredients are, if there are natural, quote unquote, natural flavorings um, or added sugars, it's amazing what's in there. So how long does it take you to go grocery shopping when, the, <laughs> when you, when, if you're, especially, I mean, not even just being vegan yeah. or pescatarian or that, just being, if you're being super mindful, hyper mindful about all of those different uh, things and ingredients, I see a lot of people in the store, well, they'll, you know, they'll see something, whether it's can or bag or whatever, they'll turn it around, they'll look at all those different ingredients and things. And it takes a lot longer. <laughs> so does. how long would it take you to, to go grocery shopping? Here's the process. You go into the produce section, the fresh fruit, fresh vegetables. You, you do exactly what Sorry, mm -hmm. we've got a drummer in the in the room next door. <laughs> that, that's amazing. It's fun when the team's here. The um, uh, So the process is you go through the fresh fruits, mm -hmm. fresh vegetables. Sure. Pick all that up. You know what's in there. Right. Pretty much. You kind of know what's in there. And then you go for your regular brands. Mm -hmm. So you go up and down the dry goods and the canned aisles. And if you don't see your regular brand that you've already pre-vetted of, no natural flavors, sure. no added sugars and that kind of stuff, then that's when it takes time. You pick the can up, you start reading the label. Oh, man. Yeah. That's why I just do it. Do it online. Yeah. <laughs> do it online. Yeah, online would be a lot easier. Order it, you know. Do it online, pick it up at the grocery store. That saves you a lot of time. Uh, another thing you could find at a grocery store soon is edible batteries. That's weird. This, I <laughs> I got to learn more because when I saw just the headline edible batteries, I'm like, I'm intrigued. I like to eat stuff. If there's sugar on it, I'll eat it. Um, a team of researchers of the Italian Institute of Technology have invented a fully edible rechargeable battery. That doesn't make sense. The edible battery uses riboflavin, <laughs> also known as vitamin B2, Yum. and uh, quercetine. Uh, it's a compound found in capers. Quercetine. I've oh, never yeah. heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Love quercetine. Yeah. Uh, a water-based electrolyte allows it to conduct electricity while seaweed acts as a short-circuit prevention separator. And the battery also features beeswax-covered electrodes and uh, food-grade gold foil. This is like the most <laughs> hipster battery ever. Like, oh, yeah, I don't, um, I don't eat processed uh, batteries. I don't eat Duracell. <laughs> I eat the vegan uh, oh. beeswax-covered oh, electrode. You said rechargeable, so they're edible and rechargeable. Redible. When do you recharge yeah. it? Before or after you eat it? Well, <laughs> I mean, I guess you could do both. That's yuck. Uh, researchers hope the type of battery can be used to power medical devices uh, that need to travel through the digestive oh, system. Oh, okay. Now it makes sense. Interesting stuff. Because, I mean, there was a time <clears throat> when... It's probably still around, yeah. but there was a danger of kids eating everything. You Absolutely. see something, you little kids, infants, toddlers, they see something colorful and fun. Oh, <clears throat> why don't I eat? Why don't I eat that? I'm sure I've eaten a battery before. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff I've eaten. Were they rechargeable? Uh, I don't know. Was there caper stuff in it? I don't know, but every time I grab a light bulb, it always lights up. <laughs> it's weird. It's still hanging out in there. It's your electric personality. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. And a lot of developments, a lot of things happening uh, within our community that we always like to uh, keep you abreast of. Um, Do you want and, the good news first or the bad news? Mm, well, I'm a, I'm a bad news first person because <laughs> right. I like to hit me hard and then just 
relax me with the good news. So let's let's do instead of calling it bad news, we'll call it opportunity. Okay, opportunity news. Um, Benton Harbor, Southwest Michigan automotive supplier, is planning to close okay. its manufacturing plant here. Dawson Manufacturing um, has made a filing with the state of Michigan, outlining a plan to permanently lay off as many as ninety full-time employees. Also, another 19 employees who are affiliated uh, with another employer or who are part-time. So they they cite the reason as forthcoming anticipated loss of all business. Now, they were founded in 1989. They do automotive parts. They make anti-vibration, isolation, noise-reducing, and protective molded rubber and rubber compound components, primarily, again, for the automotive industry. So closing doors that'll happen later this year okay well okay so that's the that's the bad badish news. news yeah for sure for the people in the community um all right well then i guess give me the good news the good news is city of buchanan looking for ways to capitalize on their natural location right next to the saint joe river very nice yeah, yeah. they're seeking public input on proposed improvement plans they want to think about how could we do a riverfront park upgrade how mm. could we um, utilize the historic trail that's there the Pokagon band of potawatomi inspired history trail a bike trail boardwalk camping area boutique restaurants inns they have all kinds Kinds of ideas. So is this kind of the, the the second stage of that thing they did a couple of years ago with Andrews University? This is part of their vision for Buchanan, okay. how they really want people to experience the area, both as a residential and as people coming in to visit. How do we want to do it? How do we want to leverage what's already here? Again, looking at the St. Joe River, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. How do we capitalize on that? Yeah, there's a lot of opportunity for uh, new things to to happen in Buchanan, and it is uh, a few years back one of the nicest places in America. It's beautiful. So go and check that out. A ton of other great stories uh, as well from our whole team of contributors. Uh, There's been a lot of things happening in the community. So if you really want to stay up uh, to date with all of that stuff and stay in the know, MoodyOnTheMarket.com, the Moody on the Market app. You can check out, uh, you got some videos up there. Oh, yeah. No, we we did an interview with the new owners of Babes down on Mm -hmm. Riverview Drive. So that's up there. Nice. If you if you want to see the video, you just click into the story and you scroll down a little okay. bit, you see that. Uh, we've also had a couple of recently very popular, there's a, a marijuana growing operation that's invested by Jim Belushi. That's up on our one of our stories there. Cool. The video is very popular. So you yeah. want to learn more? Just check out the website. Mm-hmm. Your Moody on the Market update brought to you by our friends at Insurance Management Service. Call IMS today, your local auto owners agency with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles.